It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Everybody else sucks, man. I am the best. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Hey, it's Wheeler Walker Jr. here. The Pussy King, the Pop Country Killing Machine. I'm getting it to sound more and more like a rhyme every fucking day. This is the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Thanks everyone for all the nice comments you sent in. And stop fucking telling me that I'm smacking my lips when I'm talking. Like that, I guess. Man, pussy dries out my mouth. What do you mean to do? I gotta keep keep lubricated here. So quit telling me. I guess I know. So just fucking leave me alone. So I got this sponsor, the Pussy Snorkel, and they didn't like what I said about it last time, so they gave me their own uh, copy to read. That's how you know shit's not going well, man, when you get yelled at by a Pussy Snorkel Corporation. But anyway, they're helping to pay for the podcast, so I gotta read this. The Pussy Snorkel from Screaming O. The Pussy Snorkel allows a man to continue breathing while performing oral sex on a woman in a spa, bathtub, or even a bowl of green jello. Insert the breathing apparatus into your nostrils, rub the clitoris stimulator against your favorite coral reef, I guess it's a joke, and start with the tongue action. With the Pussy Snorkel, any man can be a dive master. The Pussy Snorkel from Screaming O, because any other brand of Pussy Snorkel just won't do. Honestly, I thought the way I said it was way fucking better than that. But anyway, that's what they want. There you go, screaming O. There's your pussy snorkel fucking plug. God, I sound like a fucking idiot reading that, but... <sighs> shit I fucking do for this to get my fucking shit out there. It drives me up the fucking wall. Speaking of which, you know what I've been doing all day? It's Saturday. I'm inside. I've been autographing albums all fucking day. New copies of Old Wheeler. You can buy autograph... I think you can still buy autographed versions of it from, from my web. Hey, my man, my fat manager Alfred's on the couch listening to his fucking Bluetooth headphones. Alfred, you can still buy them on the uh, web, autograph albums on the website, right? Yeah. Yeah. com. I think there's still some available. But he's, this fucker, he's got these Bluetooth headphones on. First of all, Alfred, this fucking fat, zit-covered piece of shit, my manager, he wears Bluetooth headphones. And they look so fucking stupid. It looks like two fucking Q-tips hanging out of his fucking ears. Apple AirPods, real good. Yeah, so I got yeah. Okay. Mention them on the show, maybe Apple send you some free D- dude, AirPods. Dude, they ain't gonna fucking give me. Yeah, they they're gonna give me Apple gonna give me free fucking AirPods. Ain't no way. Um. Uh. What do you listen to, Alfred? S Town. S Town. Is that a fucking boy band or something? Crime podcast. Can't turn it off. Oh, yeah. You know what? Those headphones are so fucking good. Uh, how can you still hear me? Because I got good ears. You got good ears, he said. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. He's just going to say yes to everything. Hey, you, hey you, a, you a fat, lazy piece of shit? Yeah, sure. Yeah, he can't hear shit. He's got Bluetooth headphones to reach from his... He's never been more than fucking... Six inches from his fucking phone. Why Why he can't have a wire? He just walked into the, the Apple store like, Hey, you got anything for me that makes me look more stupid that's cost more money? And they're like, you know, here you go, you fat fuck. Um, anyway, I'm here. Let me plug some shit first. I'm not here for my health. I'm here to get the word out. Record release shows coming up. June 2nd, the night the album comes out, I'm playing Exit In in Nashville. Probably sold out by the time I this airs. 
June 6th, New York City Bowery Ballroom. Do I have fans in New York City? I don't know. If you're there, June 6th, hear the album for the first time. June 8th, Los, June 8th, Los Angeles at the Troubadour. That shit done already sell out, man. Fucking L.A. loves me. Man, I'm going to get some, some of those L.A. West Coast silicone women, like I say in the uh, in Puss in Boots. Um, and as you saw before, Old Wheeler, my new record, banned from Walmart, Best Buy, and Target. I think I said, someone told me on the podcast, one of the podcasts, I said Kmart by mistake instead of Target. Whatever, I ain't like Kmart selling it. It's not like I have to tell the fucking lie. But fuck them. We're going to fucking outsell these motherfuckers anyway. Pre-order iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Only six ninety nine. You get all the new tunes, and the day it comes out, you'll get the whole fucking album. By the way, for my Nashville homies, June 2nd, listen to the album that whole day so you can, play, so you can sing along to the new tunes that night at the exit in. I'm going to play all, most of the new shit, so you, I want you all fucking singing along. Um, but, yeah, there's the, the lip smacking again and the ums. Uh, but, f- motherfucker, yeah, fuck this, this Luke Combs guy. You know, we got to outsell this motherfucker. And Stapleton's still selling the shit. I, I love Stapleton, but, you know, this is war, man. We got to get real honest fucking uncensored country music back onto the charts. If this album goes number one... Man, I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of people going into their local uh, cowboy boots shops in, uh, on Music Row like, Hey, you know how to get diarrhea out of cowboy boots? Hey, you're the 12th person who came in here today. Yeah, after Wheeler went number one, man, we all diarrhea at our cowboy boots. <clears throat> so I want that to happen. So please, um, you know, help me. I mean, I'm, I'm here on this podcast to sell fucking records. It was Alfred's dumb idea to do a podcast. Well, I'm also, that's not true. I'm also here to sell t-shirts. I actually just approved some new t-shirt designs. I hope may, they might be up on the website by the time this airs. I don't know. Um, anyway, you know, the, what I'm doing basically is, uh, Nashville's playing checkers and I'm playing chess. That's how I like, I like to put it. I got my videos on Pornhub where people actually fucking go. And I'm making music people want to hear none of this fucking pop gu- country garbage that they're playing on you know, Boppy Bones or whoever, you know, whoever's playing this, this, this shit. Speaking of, watch this, watch this transition. Speaking of checkers and chess, that is a, a song by one of my favorite artists of all time. God damn it, that, that, uh, that segue was killer. But that is a, that is a song from Billy Joe Shaver's last record, which was, a, by the way, fucking, I love that record. It's as good as anything he's done, I think. It's called Long in the Tooth. But this is by far my favorite interview. Because this is a guy, I, you know, this is one of my heroes. In my opinion, the greatest song, one of the greatest songwriters of all time, especially maybe the greatest country songwriter of all time. He's written all the fucking best shit, you know. And when I find, and I'll say, I say it in the podcast too, you know, if I'd only sold three copies of my last record and one of them was to Billy Joe Shaver, I would, I would have been fine with that. Um, so, to, to when, you know, again, I say it in the podcast, but you know, to have someone at that level be a fan of mine, it meant the fucking, when I got a message that he wanted to meet, you know, it just meant the world to me. And then, you know, this guy's the, if you don't know Billy Joe Shaver, first of all, quit trying to pretend you're a fu- fucking fan of country music. But secondly, if you don't know him, please go, go to your fucking device, download all this fucking shit, man. It's killer. 
Hold on, I wrote down some of my favorite Billy Joe Shaver lyrics. His, his lyrics will just fucking knock you out. He's got the best lines ever. Devil made me do it the first time, the second time I'd done it on my own. That's Billy Joe Shaver. That's from Black Rose, which obviously Waylon made famous, but Billy Joe's got a killer version of it too. Just an old chunk of coal, but I'm going to be a diamond someday. Can you imagine writing a line like that? Fucking knock you on the on your uh, on your ass. It's I mean, you can make a career off of of a, of a, of a line like that. Um, and his, like I said, his last album's great, and I always quote that uh, song from his that he did with Willie. Hard to be an outlaw who ain't wanted anymore. You know that's the truth. You know, I love it when a guy that age kind of knows where he is and kind of tells his truth. Get Go's another killer song of the last record. Ain't been that way since the Get Go. And he also, you know, he's catalog buyers and old Fireman Diamonds like me from the first record. Again, Waylon did that one. We talk about that too. Hold on, I also wrote down a couple of quotes. Billy Joe Shaver. I looked up Billy Joe Shaver quotes on the internet. Well, well, Alfred did, but um, here's a quote from Billy Joe Shaver. Most of the things I write are things that are personal to me. I realize that's, that that's the only way to really be honest. If you go writing about someone else, you're just guessing at it. I mean, that's that sums it up, huh? Here's another quote from him. I think maybe I was born to be a songwriter. It's quite a comfort. I wrote most of my songs to stay alive and the rest to get back in the house. I mean, when the guy opens his mouth, it's just fucking poetry, everything he says. And, uh... I think it's the first decent interview I've done. Everyone's complaining about my interview skills. I said, I ain't, what, I fucking Barbara fucking Walters here? I don't know what I'm doing, but with someone like Billy Joe, it makes it easy just because I'm so interested in his life. And, you know, if it was up to me, it'd just be, I'd just be talking to all the, you know, old school guys. But fucking zit-faced Alfred, you know, wants me to talk to these new stars and get some names on here. But to me, ain't no bigger name than Billy Joe Shaver. Uh, before we get to the interview... People were digging some of my demos from before, so I want to play you um, Summers in Kentucky, which is one of the songs that we released early from this record. Here's the original demo that I made when I wrote the song. I make home demos, usually. Before I go into the studio and make a record with Cobb, I I just make a bunch of home demos of my of my tunes and uh, to kind of work them out on my own after I write them to make sure, and so I can listen to them and make sure it's doing everything I wanted to do. So here's the original home demo for summers in Kentucky. Sneaking out of my house, I was just 16. Met you in the dark down by the creek. We'd mess around till we got cold feet. Summers in Kentucky, they were hard to beat. Twenty-five years later, our lives have changed. Meeting girls on the road who are half my age. Thinking about the creek when I'm on stage. Summers in Kentucky, I'll miss that place. Press your pussy up against my mouth Now you had a couple kids and it's all stretched out But I'm starting to think we can figure it out Summer in Kentucky won't be back now If you 
ever feel like ditching your man? Grab kids, hit the road with a country band. Room for all y'all inside of my van. Start our lives all over again. Heard you gained a few, got saggy tits, but who am I to say? Cause of age like shit. That's why I think we'd be the perfect fit. Summer's in Kentucky, man, I sure miss. I'd give up all the pussy in the young shape them up and you flap me ass back down to be enough. You and I both looking pretty rough. Since the summer's in Kentucky, man, I'm missing that stuff. God damn it, I sound good. Um, even it's you know stripped down, it still fucking sounds. Good. I mean, listen, it ain't the same song without Cobb and the and the and the cobblers as I call them, his the band. You know, playing along to it adds a whole new lev- emotional level to it. But um, it's still fun for me to listen to the back to those old demos. Um, and it's a nice Wheeler Walker Jr. exclusive. Hold on, I've got the Wheeler Walker Jr. podcast exclusive button here. Wheeler Walker Jr. exclusive. There it is. So anyway, here's my chat with one of the greats, my hero, Billy Joe Shaver. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Everybody else sucks, man. I am the best. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Hey. Billy Joe Shaver. Yes, sir. Wheeler Walker Jr. You can hear me okay? Yes, sir, I can. This thing's working, finally. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I, I like you a lot, man. You're, you're you're real cool. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I've been had a lot of ups and downs since that album came out, and hearing that uh, <laughs> hearing that you uh, when you reached out to me saying you were a fan, it was the highlight of of the whole last album. I gotta tell you that, man. Oh shit, man! I, yeah. I love it. I, I love mean, it. you are course, you you, you are it. you're really one of my heroes, and you've written like I said all, all the. I told you when I met you, you've written all my favorite songs. Um, Thank you. I don't think I, I told I don't think I told you this at the time, but when I made that first record, I had um, old five and dimers in my in my car, and I pressed really? pl- and I press pressed play every day. It was like my good luck charm, and the drive took the exact same time every time. And every day, I pulled up to the studio, and uh, um, Jesus Christ, what a man was playing! And that was my and as long as it uh-huh. ended, as long as it ended on that song, I knew I was in a good place. And yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's, and the Elk Ridge Boys did that, right? Yeah, but you know, uh, um, Johnny Cash and I did one called uh, "You Can't Beat Jesus Christ." Yeah, the Elk Ridge Boys did that. Long. That was one of my first cuts, I guess. Way back then. Well, that was that was your first cut. Not really. No, it was one of them. What was your first? Okay. Was was the Waylon stuff the first stuff? No, I can't. You know what? I'm having a hard time remembering who it was. No, it was Bobby Bear, and it was uh, uh, freezing in El Paso. But but the next 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 thing that he cut on mine was uh, "Ride Me Down Easy," and it worked out real good. Oh, that's a great one too. Easy uh, come, easy go. Actually, it, it was easy come, easy go, and uh, and uh, about a. 
six months or a year later, Jerry Jeff Walker comes out with Easy Come, Easy Go. And I decided, well, I'm going to turn this and change it to Ride Me Down Easy. Well, that song was even that song was even better. And, I, I, and screw yeah. Jerry Jeff Walker. Everyone thinks I'm Jerry Jeff Walker's son. Yeah, I never did really like him. He's kind of all, he's okay, but, you know, he's just full of shit. Really. Yeah, I, I think we could both agree That's on what that. I think. You know, we can, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, no, I, he is full of shit, man. Fuck with Jerry Jeff Walker. Um, okay. The other thing I wanted to say too, you gonna you gonna get back in the studio soon? Yeah, pretty soon. Yeah. Because uh, one of my favorite things about your career is you know you got the classic first record and all the way up to what was it two years ago, Long in the Tooth. I fucking love that yeah. record. I mean, that's one. I still think it's one of your best records. To, so to have your first, yeah, that's a good record. It just. Well, I made a mistake, I tell you what. I made a mistake of letting Willie record uh, uh, Hard to Be an Outlaw and The Get-Go. And, uh, and and he found out that I was putting the thing out in June the 6th. And so he bumped me. He, I guess he had a deal with Logan or something, but he bumped me. And I didn't get to come out with mine until August Sixteenth or something like that. Oh, I thought and, I thought I thought Willie's came out after yours, no? No, it came out before mine, and it looked like I guess to a lot of people like I was uh, doing his songs. Uh, that's the way people think. They don't think much. Yeah, about I guess it. Uh, people, uh, people it, like me, you know, check the credits and shit because I I heard yours first, and then I yeah, heard... I do. I check credits and stuff too, and and uh, I don't, you know, I actually think one day it'll get down to being. When people want to hear something, they're, they're getting so so wanting to get their money's worth that I think it'll come down to if the guy singing it isn't the guy that wrote it, it ain't going to go very far. Well, I mean, I wrote every song on my first record. And they told me that was I was the first guy to write every song on my album in, uh, for, a top 10 oh, really? country, for a Top 10 Country album. since I, They told me since you. I don't know if that's true or not, but... It could be because but, a lot of people don't do that. No, I mean they, uh, nowadays no one fucking does. I mean nowadays if if a song well it can't actually if you write a lot like I do well you write a lot I'm sure you do but if you write a lot you you almost have to do it because you you what you do is people come up with things they want you to do but they never turn out to be as good as the ones you're doing and you just wind up doing them so. Of course, a lot of people don't like it, but critics are high on that. They like it. Yeah, I mean, all I ever cared about was guys who who sang their own stuff because I don't want to. I was Me always. Too. I'm into that. I, I was in, <laughs> I, I was into what to, you know what the guy was saying. You know, I want to hear what he you know I want to hear his story. Really, what he really felt. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Which is you know yeah, I, we're I, on the same. Yeah, with that. which yeah. I you know I love Waylon's Honky Tonk Heroes record, but to me it's you know it's your it's your life. Um, yeah, but, I got screwed up on that. You what? know, I got screwed up with Waylon. He wouldn't. He said, "I'll never do another one of your songs." Because, Why is that? Uh, what happened was, uh, Rolling Stones, Waylon had never been in and wrote up very much in it, and uh, they came out and they said, uh, "The real hero of <laughs> I didn't have nothing to do with it." So the real hero of Honky Tonk Heroes is Billy Joe Shaver wrote this and that and all that, and uh, and he got so fucking mad. I thought he's He's gonna die, and he he he, he run me off. He says he said I don't want to have nothing to do with you again. Oh, he I'll got, never he, do another one of your songs. He, 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 got, he got he got jealous. He got he got jealous about it. Yeah, he really did. He he was. And is, he was that, one is, of that, is that is that why he never did one of your songs again? 
That's exactly true. Yeah. Oh man, that's cr- that's a, that's a bummer because I, I would. Uh, you know, I had songs like Thunderbird and and uh, some great songs he could have done, and, and, and uh, he just wouldn't do them. He just wouldn't. He wouldn't even listen to them. I came over one day. I kept giving him tapes, so and I came over to his house one day, and I was always kind of welcome there because Jesse's a good gal. And uh, anyway, I, I got in there and I saw where my I was giving little cassettes, you know, but it was back during the cassette day. And, and I gave him a cassette, and I noticed that he was uh, uh, taking my cassettes and putting tape over them and, and using them to, you know, to record his uh, <laughs> whatever he was coming out with. Stealing your, and I, I stealing thought, your you know what? I'm just donating this guy tapes. I better quit. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he can buy his own fucking tape. So I, I finally had to quit. I, I'm not mad at him or nothing. I understand. Yeah. You, I, he, he was on a on a wild quest. Uh, he he even started dressing like me. He started wearing his. I just quit dressing that way. I quit quit wearing clothes like that. I just yeah. I just that's that's a, that's one of my questions for you. Is like guys like me who just kind of idolize you know you and Whalen and all those guys back in the day, um, like. Are, are we reaching too much? Was it not as great being there as maybe we think, or was it? Oh, it's great being there, yeah. It's great. Uh, everything's real real volatile, what do you call that? You know, anything could happen at any time, and it might get violent, you know, and it happened quite a bit, it seemed like. When was, what, was, what, what was some of the craziest I, violence shit? Well, I can't tell you a bunch. I'd have to. Mention names and stuff. I'd rather not. Yeah, don't 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 get yourself in trouble. I don't want to be part of that. I don't want to. I tell you, I get myself in enough trouble on stage because I can't seem to control what I say. And I noticed I noticed you're pretty good at that yourself. <laughs> yeah, I got I got myself in so much fucking trouble the last couple of weeks. I love it though, man. It's real honest, you know. If you find somebody like it's so fucking entertaining, man, because well, they don't know what's coming out of their mouth next, and you don't either. Well, well. To be honest, I stole a little. I, like I stole. I stole a little bit of, of it from you. Um, you know, because I saw oh, you. No, I, you didn't. You're just naturally that way. There's a lot of people that way. Yeah, I saw you in concert no. once, and you were ripping on everyone. I loved it. So I kind of. <laughs> so well, I said, I, when I, when, I know I can't control myself. See, I'm not. What do you call it? Politically correct. The microphone makes you feel powerful, huh? No, I don't pay no attention to it. I just go berserk. Yeah, I get hit with a lot of adrenaline, man. Adrenaline's cool shit. And I hit with a lot of adrenaline, and I just go barkers, man. I don't even know what happened. They yeah. have to take the damn thing afterwards and find out. Yeah, I, I, I do that. It, I, it, it's great fun, though. Man. It's, it's fun, and fun. the problem is I, get, I leave an interview, and then I read the next day that I, that, I, <laughs> that I insulted every fucking artist in Nashville, and I don't remember I it. I know, but you know what? That's okay, man. See, at least you're honest. Yeah, well, you know, as long as you're honest, I think that's it. Nowadays in Nashville, being honest ain't the best thing. I think because I got no. It, it seems like the truth always hurts the one that tells it. Yeah, well, I got I got every time I got agents, managers calling me. Hey, can you quit talking about my artists all the time? <laughs> and I told I told you know, I always tell them, you know, just tell, why don't you tell them not to suck so bad? I'll I'll shut my mouth. <laughs> See, I, I wouldn't talk shit if they weren't if they weren't so bad, but you know. What I you, think it's great. I love that record y'all gave, you gave me. I just love it. Oh, and, thanks uh, so much, man. 
You bet. Meet the world. I don't know. Did Logan? You're a genius, you know. You really are a genius. I don't know how you do all that, but you do it. I don't know that and I'm a genius, but I I, I can't. Well, I'll, whatever it is, from, from one great, from, from one genius to another, man, I'll take it. <laughs> I ain't no genius. <laughs> I got an eighth grade education, man. That's about it. Well, you write, write some fucking poetry. You, they must have taught you English pretty good through eighth grade. Well, you know what? I've been down the road, boy. You get you get you learn a lot. Uh, you get to be a road scholar. <laughs> Like Chris? Yeah, okay. Christopherson was a Rhodes Scholar, that's right. Yeah, Chris, you know what? Chris is, did my, he record, he he paid for my first album. He, he produced my first album. And I'll always be great. Uh, you know, I really, really like him. He's been good to me. And he's a real honest guy, too. He's uh, he just as uh, good as it gets. And uh, and he punched, too. He, he was a Golden Gloves champion. He yeah, I, I always, I've always had a weird thing with Christofferson because I was always weird. He was a Rhodes Scholar, so he's so smart and he's a good-looking dude who could act, and he's a songwriter. And it's almost like, how would he get all that shit? You know? Yeah, he he went he uh he uh, his folks uh, disowned him. No way. Why, folks, why? Why was that? He's supposed to go on. Uh, he's supposed to go on to uh, to uh, the Naval Academy. What was no? West Point. He's supposed to go to West Point and teach literature, and he had the job all closed up, you know, being a Rhodes Scholar and all that shit. And, oh. and instead, he went to work <laughs> at the the Tally Ho Tavern, <laughs> being a bartender, and uh, and he would sweep out uh, uh, the offices at night. Oh, was that, was that was that at Johnny Cash's place? And, and and all he never he did he had a rough time getting to Johnny Cash he finally did I I like Chris Chris is Chris is pretty bold he but he's a good good guy and it's a bummer to, it's a, it's a bummer when your when your parents are get pissed at, when you become well, a, when you disown be, him when you become a movie star and a and a music star and your parents still disown you it's a bummer well they disown him at the time that he he went and. Uh, did this record for me? He actually uh, he had to, he took his album, which was uh, oh, let's see, what was it? Oh, it's got a name, uh, Silver Tongue Devil, great, and great he, took it, he took it up to the bank and borrowed money on it to do my my album. He because his folks wouldn't give him no money and he wasn't making enough at the places, but he did that for me. And we got about six into it, six songs into it, and uh, Fred Foster came out and and he heard it. Of course, he went and bought it from from Chris, and I hope Chris made some money on it. So wait but, a second. Uh, so old Five and Dimers like me, Chris Christopherson actually paid for the record himself. Yes, he did. I, and, ne- uh, I never knew that. Yeah, he borrowed the money on that the album that he had coming out. Uh, 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 Silver Tongue Devil thing. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had one song on there. It was a uh, Christian Soldier. Of all your of all your songs, which one d- did the best for you? Oh shit! I'll, uh, it didn't do a lot, but O Five of Dimers is my favorite out of all of them. That's the one I keep trying to beat. 
Oh yeah, when you every time you sit I down, can't seem to get it beat either. I don't know. I I, I heard some shit. For I mean, like I said, some of the stuff on the like the get go. I fucking love that tune, man. That's a good. That's a good tune. Uh, uh, and they produced it well. I, uh, it's got a nice groove to it. Yeah, you know what? I kind of had to give up a bunch to to get those songs uh, in there, but that's okay. You know, it's all right because I can always write another song. Well, I never you, had what you call that block something another writer writer's block. Yeah, you don't you don't have that. I, I can tell you that. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know what that is. I have no idea. Um, so any uh, anything you see in Nashville like nowadays in country anything worth a shit anymore anything you any new shit no, you listen no, to no because it's being invaded by by uh, these guys with candy ass motherfuckers uh, oh they got tattoos on them and stuff like that but that don't mean nothing uh, they're singing to each other it's a mutual admiration society there and it seems like you said uh, a CMA bunch. And the thing is, you have to be a member before they even nominate you. Yeah, it's some bull- it's, it's fucking it's a, bullshit. It's a mutual admiration society, and they put it on TV and stuff. It sells records, you know. People say, "Oh, it won that, it won this, it won that." Yeah. You know, I always, bad. I always say they should just cut out the middleman and just su- start sucking each other's dicks and, yeah. s- and stop wasting our time. <laughs> It really is just I see those yeah. award shows and it's just them jacking each other off. It gets old. It gets old. And yeah, me. that's pretty much that is. I think. And old Waylon Jennings told me he said if he ever caught me, now what was some good things about Waylon? He said if you ever, he said if I ever catch you trying to win one of them awards, I'm gonna shoot you right between the eyes, kill you dead or to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still believe him. He's dead. Been dead for years. I still believe him. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna. I don't like them reward award things. I if they give them to me, they have to give them to somebody else because I don't go up there and get them. Yeah. Um, any of your songs? Well, probably some of the songs you wrote for probably won some shit. What some one of those days? I, I yeah, like yeah, they have. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, when Fallen Angels Fly uh, won a won a, a Grammy and all kind of shit. And that was just the name of the album, and uh, and she did my song on it, Patty uh, Loveless. Yeah. And uh, and uh, they wouldn't let her put it out as a single because I, I was with a real little publishing company, and they they couldn't put up much money behind it. And so they they went for the big other stuff, and they should have gone for that because it's a great song. Fuck yeah, it is. Um, you told me when I when I met up with you, you so Logan's managing you now, right? Well, kind of, sort of. You know, Logan's just a real good friend. Yeah, and, uh, Logan's a great guy. Got, he owns yeah. a record company, and he he runs that. But he's always he's always kind of took care of me. Yeah, Logan's he, always always been good to me too, man. I love that guy. But you he talk- has to, he watches out for people. Yeah, he won't let nobody fuck you over or anything like that. He's he's really a nice guy. I like his family. Yeah, he's he's a great you know. dude. You told me before that Beyonce's dad was managing you for a bit. Who's this? You said you said that Beyonce's dad was managing you for a little while. Well, yeah, he was, but uh, somebody run a some kind of letter in on him, and and it was wasn't true. But but anyway, he dropped me. Yeah, I have no idea. I didn't he dropped know. me right before my album came out. I had an album called Everybody's Brother. Yeah, yeah, I remember and, that. Uh, and, and he dropped me right in the big middle of it, and it didn't make it. And nothing made it, and 
and I kind of died there for a while on the vine. I never knew. I, I never I, knew Beyonce's dad got into country music. <laughs> yeah, he he got, he was uh he was uh managing that bunch uh, uh as a girl singer in it. I think him and that girl singer had something going on. I don't know what it was, but uh, I can't remember the name of the bunch. Hey, Eddie. What's what's the name of that bunch that Beyonce was uh was uh, uh her daddy was a uh, manager something weird. There's a girl and a bunch of guys. Remember? He's asking. Two. There were two girls. I don't know. Uh, was that she Beyonce's don't... group? Go away. Go away. Go away. Got gonna get out of here. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm back. Well, all right. Cool. Um, is that is that the is that the woman I talked to on the phone you were talking to? The missus? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Man. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah. Yeah, because you handed me the phone uh, and had me talk to it's, someone. It's Morella Monkey Punch is what I call her. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think I think that's what you made me call her too. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is. We had a kick out of that. It's an old song I wrote called uh, uh, Slim Chance and the Can't Hardly Play Boys. They used to call us that a long time ago, and and, uh, and we couldn't hardly play either. Shit. We'd get up on stage, man, and we'd puke. We, you know, we were all drunk all the time. And you and don't, you, you don't drink anymore right, we, anymore right now, right? No, I don't. But we none of us could, could play that good. And... Uh, and uh, Buddy Lee, big promoter, he came around and he said, Billy, Billy, Billy. Because we were drawing people. People were coming to see the shows. And I guess they'd get tanked up on greasy corn or something so they could puke too. That little mess. And But they liked us real well because we were crazy, you know, and puking all over the place. Yeah, it just sounded like a, puke, and, like a and, fucking puke and fest. Buddy Lee, Buddy Lee booked us all over the fucking United States. We had to haul ass, man, to get wherever places were. And we played and played. And my son was playing. He was only 13. And, and, and we were we were kicking ass, man. But we couldn't play good. We finally, finally we all got together and started playing pretty good. And, and the damn attendance fell off. The people quit coming to see us because it wasn't big enough. Because, yeah, because you, because you learned how to play your instruments. Yeah, we weren't kicking anymore either. Yeah, we well, knew how to play them. We just couldn't seem to. We say some drunk up. We couldn't get together. So is that your advice for young musicians? Puke. What is it? Destiny. Destiny's child. What about it? Oh yeah. No, that's... I'm not talking about that bitch. I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm talking about. Oh, uh, you know the ones that Beyonce's father took over. He went to managing them, and a tent fell on him. A tent fell on. Him. Well, it didn't matter. She's showing the shit. He, he, he managed a band and the tent fell on? Yeah, a tent fell on. And they died? No, they didn't die. They just got lucky they didn't die. Okay. Well, that's a bad he manager. Didn't get, he yeah. didn't get lucky. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, a, it was a tornado or something come through there, and, and the tent come down. I think I would have heard if a tent fell down on Destiny's Child, but I don't think that was... I don't know no, it wasn't Destiny's Child. It was, uh, uh, she got mixed up and taken. I was asking her other question. Uh, I wasn't asking about Beyonce. I was asking about Beyonce's father. 
who wasn't manager for a while, she quit him when he went to uh, managing this country group. And they didn't do all that good either. Uh, they did the best they could, I guess. Uh, but that's about it. Yeah. So, any, any by the way, I, I meant to tell you when I saw you that I stole a line of yours in my new record. I, t- I took the Honky Tonk Hero into. I, you, I want, you know what? That just that's a that's a compliment. Well, thank, thank you, man. You so much. I, I call myself. Thank I said Honky Tonk Hero. I'm the Pussy King. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's how you that's intended cool. it, but it, it fit the song. No, so. that's cool, man. That's cool. I love it. I got a puppy that just will not quit barking. I got your sign off on that then? Yeah, I'll mail, man. Anything you want, take it. Okay. After, after, after it's published and, and it's, after it's been released, I don't care where it goes. Uh, you st- you still talking to Willie? Yeah, me and Willie are close friends. We were real close. Been close since uh, I met him when I was just a kid. I was about 15. Oh, that's something. great. Someone told me you guys text all the time. Yeah, we do. As a matter of fact, we're the only ones over seventy claims that text. Oh, I'd like to read but some. Of Chris, the, I'd like to read some Chris of his texts. Yeah, that's really good shit. But Chris Christopher, he said, "Fuck that! I ain't giving up my horse." <laughs> he won't text. That sounds. It sounds like me. I try it, man. I can't. I can't. I, I can't use it half the fucking time. I, t- I type. I it don't every, like that shit either. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes you have to to keep from getting in lengthy conversations. Yeah, I mean. Speaking of which, you know, I keeping you on the phone. Text Willie, tell him to listen. No, to, right. Text Willie, tell him to listen to my record. All right. Um, I will. Uh, well, I will. before I go, I'll let you go because you got a dog to take care of. But uh, what kind? Any guys out there look? You know, guys out there looking, men and women out there looking for some real country, um, yeah. are starting to play. Like, what kind of advice would you give them as one of the greats? Uh, shit, I don't know. Uh, don't ask me, I guess. I guess your so your advice is not to ask you. Okay. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I think I, I think the secret is what is what you're is what you've always done, which is you just got to write your own material and own it, and you know. Well, it's good to do that because it's it's hard to forget the words. Well, I I, for, I forget my words all the fucking time, but. I, I, that's one good thing about me. I'm. Einstein kind of had a he had a good idea. He said, uh, "Don't ever put nothing in your head that you can't put on paper or something else." He said, "Don't try to remember anything except what's important to you, and the rest of it, let it go. If you you know somebody, you don't know their name, fuck them." He said, uh, "You know they know their name. Ask them what their name is." I, I was a victim of that. I used to. Catch two guys together that I didn't know their names. I said, "Y'all know each other," <laughs> and they didn't use this. I, 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 I need to start using that with women. I, yeah, you know why? Because you can't. I can't remember names worth of shit, so I just quit trying. Yeah, as I'm getting and, older, uh, I can't remember shit, man. Well, that's what the trouble is. People get so much shit in their heads that they don't really need to put it in there. You know, like that's why I don't mess with these website things and. Because there's too much you have to remember. 
Yeah, yeah. I can't you, remember you're, you're the damn passcodes even. Yeah, you're better off leaving that shit alone. It's just it's just a wormhole you go yeah. down. You can't get out. I mean, I I spend so much time on that shit, it drives me crazy. Then I start seeing people, you know, say, saying that I suck, and it gets to my head. I gotta get off. You know, <laughs> you know what? I think it's kind of like Burr Rabbit. You know, you know how that that uh, that uh, that Burr Rabbit come up to that car baby. Yeah, yeah. And hit it, and hung one hand in there. Then he hung the other, and it's a worldwide web, they call it. And I think it's kind of like that. You get caught up in it, and you can't get out. Oh, it is It is a web. I'll tell you, they got that part right. Yeah. I don't like having access to people t- talk, telling me how much I suck, you know. <laughs> people just leave comments. That's I, a good one. <laughs> no, I, went on, I went on there last night, and some, and some guy, <coughs> excuse me, some guy told me that my beard looked like a squirrel's pussy. I mean, and the, and the, buddy, you know Norm, don't you? Billy, Norm Joe, Billy Norm. Joe, that's that's a fan I'm telling you about. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna interview Norm next. The problem with Norm is I got you got. Oh man, Norm, I, I love Norm. But right? you, you, the problem with guy. Norm is you got to track him down. I can't find the fucker. You know what? Once you find him, he's liable to pull a trick on you. He's liable to pull a joke on you, and about a week later, you get it. Yeah, I mean, is there anybody <laughs> smarter or funnier than Norm? Ain't no. I don't think there's anybody smarter. Yeah, he he is funny too. Yeah, and he reads. He, and, he, and, he, and he and he reads like a motherfucker. When I I'll go over the hill, he's sometimes reading you know Rush, Russian yeah yeah novels yeah, and he, shit. He, I, I told you he that he crams his head full of so much crap. I don't know how to help. Yeah, I told he you knows where he lives. I told you he called <laughs> he called me saying that you were going to buy him a cowboy hat. And he went and he asked. I did. I bought him two of them. Yeah, because he called. He One called shit in the other and to cover it up with. Yeah, <laughs> he called me. He goes, "Billy Joe's buying me a cowboy hat. Can you tell? How do I figure out my hat size?" I go, "Norm, just go to the store." <laughs> he goes, "Thanks for the advice." And I think you said he, he fucked up the first time, and you got and the first one was too big. Well, way down here, see the store is down here in in uh, Lockhart, uh, Texas, and uh, and these people have been making hats for me for years, and that's why I got a I I get a real tall crown, you know. It don't look like the rest of the hats, and people wonder why mine looks good, all that shit. But actually, the reason is I don't like it sitting on my head, because that'll make you go ball real quick. Well, what's the name uh, of this place? I got to check it out. It's uh, it's called Heart of Texas uh, Hatters. I'll, I'll check Texas, it out sometime. Texas Hatters. Texas Hatters, yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I got to look go. it up. Yeah, you still have uh, the telephone that telephone in Austin, so you could. Get off some information and get it. Really yeah, easy. I wonder if I wonder if they'll, they'll they'll send me one if I give them my hat size. I just like I said, I told Norm just get a tape measure and measure your head, man. I can't help you out. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll make a deal with you. Yeah. But uh, you need to go to somewhere that measures heads or something. Yeah, I'll check it out. It, it's hard, you know. He fucked up. He he got he got a size. He said my head's real big. And he ordered a size that was so big he went down over his ears. <laughs> should have put two holes in it. Wear it as a mask. That's norm. That's norm. He should have put two holes. He might have. But but then I then I got him another one though, and he's all right with that. He's he's a funny yeah. guy. Yeah, and he's and he really appreciates the good good country shit, man. He does. Yeah, I love Norm. He's, him and Kennison and uh, Bill Hicks. They came to see me way back yonder before they were even popular. That's how you met and those I guys? Know who, yeah, I didn't know who they were, but they all hung out together. 
and they get drunk and fucked up, become the knuckleheads once, and that's up there in Kansas City. It's an old uh, uh, bike place. It's a, like a motorcycle. Oh yeah, I got an, I got an offer to play Knuckleheads, but I didn't. Ta- I, I should do it, I guess. I just it's just I just didn't yeah. want I didn't want to play a place called Knuckleheads. It kind of freaked me out. <laughs> no, it's a Knucklehead is a motorbike. Okay, they call it a Knucklehead. It's, it's got yeah. a head. It looks like a knuckle, I guess. Well, I uh, may, I might play. But, well, anyway, yeah, I'll, but, I'll I'll let you go, man. I really appreciate it. And like yeah, I, I said, I love you, man. You're yeah. my brother. Call me anytime. Yeah, I love you too, all man. Right. And all the kind words—they mean so much to me. So it's. Again, you're a, a yep. real hero of mine, so I appreciate it. God bless you. You too, man. Yep. Thanks, Billy right. Joe. See Adios. you. See ya. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Everybody else sucks, man. I am the best. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Well, how about that, motherfuckers? Billy Joe Shaver calling all the guys out there right now candy-ass motherfuckers. Ain't that the truth? Um... My favorite quote he said during that interview was, The truth always hurts the one who tells it. Ain't that the fucking truth? Thanks for listening. See you fuckers later.